the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome back in to the Bruce Woolley Show. Uh, reminder, I want to tell you about our friends at the Alpha Beta Report at alphabetareport.com. When you go there, you're going to learn how to turn uh, a really small sum of money into a towering asset. So if you're looking for a lucrative side hustle, check out the Alpha Beta Report at alphabetareport.com and use discount code Windsor, W-I-N-D-S-O-R. And thank you to the Alpha Beta Report for your continued support of the Ohio Press Network. And I'm joined uh, on the phone by Tim Head, is the executive director uh, for Faith and Freedom uh, Coalition. I better make sure that I get that correct. It's, yeah, Faith and Freedom Coalition. You're on it. All right. Hey, uh, so before we left, we kind of got into this. Uh, I, You know, I love these kinds of discussions. I, I don't know we're going to get into them, but when we get into them, it's like, where is this progressive movement going? Well, I don't know where it's going, but I know that it's cropping up. And what I mean by that is like evidence of it. It, it pops up, and where I think it po- popped up most recently uh, is Harvard President's resignation highlights new conservative weapon against colleagues, plagiarism. That is the headline uh, from the Associated Press. So obviously the progressives are writing headlines at the Associated Press, and uh, the, the pro- progressives uh, are leading our institutions, uh, places like Harvard and Penn and, and MIT. Um, what do you make of that? Well, you know, I, I think uh, uh, you, you know it was also interesting in that in that Harvard uh, uh, situation that uh, that president, when she uh, when she resigned, cited uh, cited race cited racism. Of course, she is African American, but she cited racism or, or kind of uh, racial animus. I think is how she phrased it. Uh, you know, as as uh, as one of the the prevailing reasons why she was uh, being forced out. Of course, um, you know, uh, where where a lot of this kind of logic and, and argument start to uh, start to unwind or kind of uh, uh, eat themselves is when you know an African American is uh, allowing, if not perpetrating, uh, or perpetuating uh, anti-Semitism. Yeah, you know, so racism kind of begets racism, but also racism tends to kind of fight against racism in certain contexts. Uh, so, you know, I, I think the, the the plagiarism piece is, you know, and, and claims like this, um, you know, they start to become um, uh, kind of a, uh, they're just they're dog whistles and they're very kind of hyper, hyper academic uh, kind of uh, flailings, in my opinion. And I, I don't think that really most people uh, really care that much. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it feels, it feels very ivory tower, like an ivory tower taboo, uh, or something. I mean, of course, you know, those, those that, that exist in, in, uh, in thought and writing, you know, of course, uh, you know, we don't, we don't favor plagiarism, but, uh, you know, to get into 
arguments like this or fall on deaf, deaf ears, I think, ultimately. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. She didn't directly address uh, the plagiarism accusations in her <laughs> resignation letter. And, you know, the press, it, it, we were talking about this earlier in the show. Uh, it's interesting to me that they, they look at plagiarism as a weapon wielded by conservatives now. And unearthing plagiarism is how they're going to, you know, go after folks. And I kind of go, well, wait a minute. Let's let's just pump the brakes on that. Let's step back and and let's look at a couple of things. Number one, if plagiarism is going on and unearthing it is a tool of conservatives, are you saying to us that black leaders can only be in those positions if if they're committing plagiarism and that our our universities are rife with plagiarism? And then um and then here's the – and I, there may not be a question here. I'm just kind of kvetching a little bit. You talk about anti-Semitism. You know, if you mention George Soros uh, being aligned with anything nefarious, the press comes after you and calls you an anti-Semite. But if you're the president of MIT or Penn or Harvard, your students can be on the on the square uh, shouting from the river to the sea, which it doesn't take very much to figure out. They're saying we want the Jews wiped off of our land. Um do you think people are done with this or do you think they don't care? Because you kind of – I'm hearing you. You're like, eh. It's not do you think people are just kind of done with it though? Do you think this is the beginning of something where people are going, you know what? We're going to take our institutions back uh, and, and we're going to get this garbage routed out. Well, I, I look, I mean, I, I would love nothing more. Uh, you know, so you know, I'm, I'm sure you're aware, you know, so uh, places like Harvard and Yale and, and Princeton and, and, uh, and most of the Ivy Leagues and orig- originally when they were founded were actually uh, seminaries. Yep. And, uh, you know, so, so uh, you know, ironically, uh, their literal founding uh, was uh, to be uh, a training ground for ministers and, and, uh, and kind of, a uh, uh, you know, a... a a bastion or a citadel of of, uh, of biblical thought, and today, you know, I would say the the one person that is least welcome on these campuses is is God Himself, and so um, I would I would love to see these places reclaimed, uh, but uh, you know, I I, uh, I I guess for me, I, I um, the the juice is hardly worth the squeeze because you're you're I mean you're talking about now a century I think of of hostility towards not only God Himself but also really the kind of fair minded. Uh, logic, and that, you know, uh, I think that we're we're in a position where uh, I mean, I actually do some work with Harvard and uh, with uh, with a couple of departments there, and I, I definitely think there are kind of uh, uh, outliers that are extremely talented and very uh, fair that really want um, legitimate dialogue and discourse going on, uh, not only at Harvard but at all college campuses. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I think there are um, there are many universities and colleges across the country that have not bowed their knee to that, and I think those are the universities and colleges that we really should be a sending our kids to, and then b you know seeking to to kind of uh, prop up and and elevate in times like these. I, I can think of Hillsdale College. That's that's one that comes to mind. After that, I have like four more fingers, and I'm still and I'm still looking in the air and going, all right, who else is there? Um, I can tell you, Youngstown State University in Ohio. Boy, there. I don't know. If, have you heard about this? Former congressman or a congressman is is resigning his role. He's going to take over as president. It's uh, Bill Johnson, and um, you know the the ex the experts there, the intelligentsia, are up in arms because he supported Trump, and he's a, he's a conservative. Um, to your point about you know uh, God essentially being something that they don't want to accept 
on campus, I would say they don't want to accept conservatism either, which kind of goes against diversity, equity, and inclusion, doesn't it? Oh, that, that's, I mean, look, you know, we, we can start poking holes, you know, until uh, until well into next week on, on the, um, the the intellectual dishonesty of, of uh, all, all of these, you know, DEI efforts as well as, you know, as university uh, university arguments. I mean, that, what, what you just described at Youngstown State, uh, there's the new provost, you know, the top academic uh, uh, position at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, uh, who um, tweeted one sort of, you know, uh, thing about six or seven years ago about essentially, you know, a government shouldn't run all of our lives. Uh, and uh, when he was elevated to the position of provost there, the faculty senate, you know, on campus just uh, went apoplectic and, and, you know, and said, oh, my gosh, you know, he's going to turn our, our uh, some right right wing right wing thought exercise. Uh, and, and by the way, that, that provost happens to be literally uh, an astrophysicist, uh, you know, an accomplished uh, a global leader in astrophysicist uh, uh, physics. And um, but, uh, but but one tweet seven years ago uh, has has, uh, has has brought the the ire of uh, the the Department of English and the Department of of Communications at UNC Chapel Hill. So you know, the list kind of goes on and on. I, I do think that you know we 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 can fight these fights. You know, in in genial ways, while we uh, continue to move forward, and and you know, I think that's by the way, that's a great um, way to approach um, you know this uh, uh, this house bill. You know, we don't have to kind of uh, contort ourselves. All we have to do, whenever we have a supermajority like we have in Ohio, just just override the veto. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, that that astrophysicist just needs to be an exceptional astrophysicist and an exceptional uh, provost. He doesn't need to you know, shout people down in, in, in the, the corridors of UNC Chapel Hill. So we've got about uh, 45 seconds here. Uh, Tim, where can folks learn more about uh, the Faith and Freedom Coalition and, and follow you so that they can get more information? You bet. So we're, uh, we're our website's just ffcoalition.com. That's ffcoalition.com. And, uh, you know, Faith and Freedom Coalition also has, has uh, a presence on uh, Twitter and X, you know, and, and uh, certainly on Facebook and, and Instagram and other other social media uh, outlets. And so, love for folks to to track with us there. And uh, we're looking forward to an eventful two thousand and twenty four. Amen to that. Well, thank you for all the work that you're doing. I know that we'll have you back. He is Tim Head, Executive Director of uh, Faith and Freedom Coalition. Thank you for spending time with us today, sir. We really appreciate you. Always a pleasure. God bless. Thank God you. bless you. And God bless you. And thank you for listening to ninety eight point nine FM, uh, The Answer. Um, so, man, here we go again, Alan. We're almost done. Uh, when we come back, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some names uh, of folks that you might want to call on regarding House Bill 68 because the Republicans have a supermajority in the House and in the Senate. Um, the problem is, are there trans Republicans? Are there Democrats who pretend to be Republicans? Uh, more on that on the other side of the break. Welcome back in final segment of the Bruce Hooley show on this Wednesday, January 3rd, already 2024. How many times have you messed up writing 2023 somewhere? Not me. Not you. Not me. 
Fantastic. As soon as I say that, you know I'm going to go you know it's gonna... <laughs> write a check and it's going to be 2022 or something. Something. I think I one time I wrote like 2012 or something and it was like 2021 and I was like, what? The, what well, dyslexic maybe. Yeah, something like that. By the way, yeah. if you're going to read some numbers and do some math and stuff, put your glasses back on. So oh, like more, expert. Just Here we become go. expert mode. <laughs> Here we go. The <laughs> expert's back in the house. Okay. All right. So we're going to kick, Sorry. We're gonna kick the dead horse again. That's okay. Uh, <clears throat> Record-setting female swimmer Riley Gaines, who testified in favor of House Bill 68, said DeWine is a spineless coward that needs to be removed from office. Chloe Cole, who ent- underwent a double mastectomy of her healthy breasts at age 15. Wait a minute. I thought they didn't perform gender mutilation surgeries on minors. Uh, branded DeWine's veto absolutely sickening and disqualifying from a man that should know better. Uh, Robert A.J. Gagnon, professor of theology at Houston Christian University, said, Ohio's Republican governor, Mike DeWine, is on the side of child abuse. Since no child should be going through surgical mutilation and castration that will have devastating lifelong consequences, and he is on the side of misogyny. For it is manifestly unfair to allow boys to compete in sports against girls and an assault on female privacy to have boys in female locker rooms. Um, I'll tell you what. If either one of my daughters is ever in a locker room and a dude wanders in, you better have Bond ready. That's all I'm saying. You and me both. I mean – Zero, zero tolerance for that. Zero. Um, All of the governor's proposals he offered with his override are hollow because they not only allow for children to continue to be harmed by cross-sex hormones and puberty-blocking drugs, but they are mere executive orders that can be immediately repealed by the next governor. And uh, that is uh, Center for Christian Virtue President Aaron Baer. So the House will... Go back into session on – hold on. It's here. It's here. I'm ruffling papers here. I feel like a Harvard professor here. There it is. There it is. I'll take um, misogyny for 1,000, Alex. Uh, okay, so Wednesday, January 10th. That's a week from today, 2 p.m. So next week at 2 p.m., the House will be in session. Now, I have in my hands a list of lawmakers who may be riding the fence. We'll call them trans Republicans. How many of them do you think there are, Alan? You named them before the one break. Uh, did you name all of them? Mm-hmm. Seven? About right. One is in the Senate. He already voted against House Bill 68, a Republican in the Senate voted against House Bill 68 before it was passed by the General Assembly and made its way to Mike DeWine's office. That is Nathan Manning. Manning family, uh, big beneficiaries of teacher union money. Shocker. Manning at OhioSenate.gov is his email. His phone number is 614-644-7613. Mama Manning's in the House, not here, the Ohio House. Uh... Nathan's mom, she sat on Save Women's Sports Act in her committee for a couple of years. And scuttlebutt is that when uh, the author of the bill, 
Jenna Powell went to her. She got pretty vicious and nasty with her. Uh, but Gail Manning might be on the fence. It's Gail.Manning, M-A-N-N-I-N-G, at OhioHouse.gov. You can call her at 644-5076. That's area code 614-644-5076. Bill Seitz. Now, he's he's part of that blue 22. Bill Seitz is from the Cincinnati area. He's funded by unions and hospitals. And uh, Bill dot sites s-e-i-t-z at ohiohouse.gov area code 614-466-8258 jay edwards jay edwards was the mastermind jay edwards is uh he was he was larry householder's right-hand guy and he used the same tactics and tricks and techniques that larry householder used to partner with democrats to win the speaker's gavel when he did it uh, he helped jason stevens do that he was the guy behind it um, j.edwards at ohiohouse.gov. That's J-A-Y dot E-D-W-A-R-D-S at ohiohouse.gov. 614-466-2158. Gail Pavliga. Gail Pavliga, Blue 22. By the way, the Blue 22, that's the name that we've affectionately given to the uh, the trans Republicans, the, the Republicans who have an R by their name, but they're really Democrats. They partnered with Democrats that Jason Stevens could have the gavel and uh, have really struggled to get meaningful conservative legislation across the finish line with a super majority of Republicans in the General Assembly. You want to say something, Alan, don't you? Uh, no, I just <laughs> – I like this better than – not better than the rhinos. Yeah. I comes the name only. Trans Republicans. Trans Republicans. Let's use the current vernacular. That's right. That's hip and cool. It is hip and cool. And search engines like it. Artificial intelligence loves it. Our stuff's going to get elevated digitally now. Uh, Gail Pavliga, 614. (laughs) I got the glasses. Okay. uh, 466-2004, G-A-Y-L-E dot Pavliga, P-A-V-L-I-G-A at OhioHouse.gov. Brett Hudson Hilliard. Do I need to say more? If you have two last names, how did you get on the red team? Were they like, he kind of looks like he's a trans republic. Pick him. Uh, Brett Hudson Hillier, area code 614-466-8035, B-R-E-T-T dot Hillier, H-I-L-L-Y-E-R at OhioHouse.gov. Is that his maiden name and married uh, name? Touche. <laughs> Jamie Callender, C-A-L-L-E-N-D-E-R, J-A-M-I-E, J-A-M-I-E dot C-A-L-L-E-N-D-E-R at OhioHouse.gov, 614 614- Six four four six zero seven four, and uh, Sarah Carruthers. She needs her mouth washed out with soap sometimes. She gets nasty. She does. She gets nasty. She's gotten nasty with me. We're fake news, according to her. Uh, Sarah S A R A C A R R U T H E R S. So S A R A dot C A R R U T H E R S at OhioHouse.gov. Area code six one four six four four six seven two one. Nathan Manning, Gail Manning, Bill Seitz, Jay Edwards, Gail Pavliga, Brett Hudson Hillier, Jamie Callender, Sarah Carruthers. That is your list of trans Republican all stars, and uh, those are the folks that that might be might be considering voting against a veto override. Alan, if you had to bet, I don't think you're a betting man, but if you had to bet, do you think the General Assembly gets this done? <sighs> Well, let me ask you this. Do those people, if they voted 
not to override it? Does that train wreck it? If they vote to not override it, it is done. The bill does not pass, and there's a primary coming up next year. Okay. Hmm. And so, yeah. Who knows anymore? I, I've stopped being optimistic, especially with the Republicans. I mean, with Republicans like DeWine, who needs Democrats? With Republicans like Jason Stevens, who needs Democrats? Lord I'm 63 years old. I've voted all my life. First president I could vote for was Reagan. And I voted for DeWine because of the pro-life and Second Amendment primarily. Um, but I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it everywhere, from local to state to national. Just pick a lane and stick in it. Be honest. No. That's not a good gig. You can be trans honest. <laughs> Make a lot more money. It's a good it's a good gig if you, you can get, get it. it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm Jack Windsor. You think I might identify as somebody else tomorrow. But uh, you have to be here to find that out. So thanks again for listening. I'll be back at 11 tomorrow. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 